one should know that if you do not have time for each other, intimacy is always out of the window. So it's important that husband and wife will deliberately choose to make developing intimacy a priority. Don't take it for granted. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast. I'm Gary Cole and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, stronger in your marriage. Today's topic is intended for a mature audience, so listener discretion is advised. Husbands and wives listening in, you may want to direct the attention of your young children elsewhere. Today, we have the privilege to have Stephen and Michelle Chan here with us in the studio. Welcome to the Connect2 Podcast. Hi, thank you, Gary. Hi. Michelle and Stephen, they have been helping couples to enjoy and strengthen their marriages for the past 20 over years. And it's a privilege and joy to have them here with us. I'll have them introduce themselves and share a little bit more about their own journey. Hi, I'm Michelle. I've been married to Stephen for 41 years. We have met each other for 50 years. And we have three children and we have four grandsons. And we're running a beauty salon for 35 years. And Stephen is a leadership and a relationship coach. Since retiring from more than 30 years of corporate leadership, more than 10 years ago. I've retired about 12 years ago. Michelle and I have been involved in helping couples through weekend retreats. And we have done it for more than 10 organizations. And more than 350 couples have actually gone through our weekend programs with us. Happy to be here to share our experience with your listeners. Thank you. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I think many couples go through, but I think sometimes we are so embarrassed to ask or we feel we are alone in this. It's the whole idea of intimacy and um, infidelity and all the things that sometimes is taboo in society, but I'm so glad to have you all two here. Maybe you can share with us, how can a couple continue to be lovers even after years of marriage? Well, Gary, I think it's a very interesting topic and a very needful topic because many couples go through a very subtle shift in their relationship after they are married. They go on from dating to being married to being parents and then to become just husband and wife after a long time. And I believe that it is because for many couples, the excitement of discovering each other is gone. In the early days of courting, they are actually very excited about each other. They want to know each other better. They want to discover each other. So they look forward to discovering one another through their relationship. But yet, as time sets in in their relationship after they are married, the hustle bustle of life, perhaps career building, having parenting responsibilities, these all cause distraction to the development of uh, their own relationship. Most of the time, familiarity and life routines will down relationship. And the couple slowly and unknowingly drifts part and each feels neglected and unloved. And when that happens, intimacy is out of the window. There's no time or no interest in intimacy. And I think it's important for us to realize that we must have a fundamental paradigm shift from being just husband and wife to become lovers for life. Because if you are lovers for life, then definitely there is this notion of loving one another and being loved. So let me just quickly you know, identify what is common in today's married world. The term husband and wife are frequently used to describe marital roles. Me being a marriage solemnizer under the authority of the Registrar of Marriage, often have to proclaim a couple after they made their vows and their agreement to be legally wedded as husband and wife. And when I do a little bit of research into the word husband and wife, the scholars of the world has defined husband in dictionary terms. 
husband is basically a man married to a woman. And guess what? Why is a woman married to a man? If you look at this scholastic definition, love is not involved. The word love does not exist in the definition of husband and wife. But yet, it is because of love that husband and wife marry one another. So it's important to have this paradigm shift to move away from the legal roles to having this notion that you are lovers. You were lover once before, you must continue to be lovers for the rest of your life. So I think over time, the sense of application in a legalistic role would take precedence over couples' passion, couples' intimacy. Therefore, redefining the word of the relationship to be lovers and lovers for life allows the couple to enjoy the relationship that they started off in the first place. Well, as a wife, you need to see to the need of her husband. Being so busy in this society, the wife is always trying to look after children and even a career. And even a husband is so busy in their career. As husband and wife, we need to have this intimacy because I believe this intimacy will kill infidelity. So we need to really make time for each other. We need to have uh, dates and we need to go for a um, short vacation to build up our intimacy. I like what you said because we have this idea that happily ever after, once you get married, <laughs> everything is happily after. But maybe the wedding was happy, but the ever after sometimes, the reality isn't always happy. But because we make that choice that you say it's very, being very intentional in going on dates, taking short vacations, but spending time, it all requires an effort. It's not going to be mm. automatic. Gary, I agree with you. You know, for Michelle and I, we strongly believe that for any couple to enjoy their marriage, they must first decide and to make the paradigm shift from the mindset of being just husband and wife to become lovers for life. Now, I think the Chinese got it right. Many other countries describe their spouse as husband or wife. But the Chinese says, Iron. Frequently, you will hear them introduce their spouse as my lover. And I think they brought love back into the equation. So you were asking about how couples after years of marriage can continue to grow their intimacy. Michelle and I think that it's important and we have done it for our own life that we deliberately choose to develop intimacy in our relationship. We don't take it for granted because there will be many things that will distract us. The responsibility of being parents, responsibility of being children to your own parents, the responsibility of building a career. This will distract us. So it is important that a couple would deliberately choose to develop intimacy. And I think that allows a couple to develop the capability in their relationship to weather the challenges of marriage, which will surely come. Now, contrary to popular beliefs, intimacy is not just about sex and physical pleasure. Very often when we do this, survey in our retreat with couples who are attending our session, we ask between the man and the woman, what is the first two words that comes to their mind when we use the word intimacy? Typically, the man will say sex and the physical body, whereas women will say emotional connection to feel assured and love. Typically, that's the case. And so we are wired very differently. Although we are wired differently, the desire to develop the intimacy must happen. So the man's identity of intimacy, if it is very sexual, then the wife must understand that that's how he sees intimacy. But yet at the same time, the man must understand that the wife sees intimacy differently and then must offer that level of intimacy that the wife can appreciate. Then the two can connect. Now, interestingly, there's a book called The Five Sex Needs of Men and Women, and this is written by a clinical psychologist in the United States. And he did a large survey over 2,500 couples to discover what are the top five sex needs of men and women. Very interestingly, the result shows that the top sex need of a man is not sexual pleasure per se. It's actually mutual satisfaction. At the same time, the woman's the top sex need is actually affirmation. They need to be affirmed. Number two on the list is a common term which is called connection. Both men and women wants to be connected, not just physically, but more so emotionally. And for some couples, 
even spiritually. Because these are the things that will develop intimacy. So I would like to propose that intimacy, if you want to develop intimacy, it cannot just be centered around just the sexual part, which is one of the few intimacy that we, Michelle and I know and practice. Let me introduce the other intimacy that are areas that are important. Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. Emotional intimacy. Husband and wife must be emotionally intimate with each other. That means they must be vulnerable to each other. They must be the shoulder that your loved ones to cry on that you are able to share your intimate concerns. That's emotional intimacy. The second one is recreational intimacy. When you are having recreational activities, are you having it with your spouse or are you having it with your friends and buddies? I'm not saying that you cannot have it with your buddies, but if you spend more time having recreation with your friends than you are having with your spouse, then you lose an opportunity to grow that part of intimacy in your recreational life. The third one is financial intimacy. This is one that many people miss. Financial intimacy means that there is no secret between the husband and the wife, that financially they are responsible to each other, that they open and discuss financial issues, financial decisions. Many couples quarrel because they have too much money or they have not enough money because they don't agree on how to spend the money. So if you can build intimacy around the financial responsibility, that is another added area. The next one is actually spiritual intimacy. For couples who are religious, that's important that they are spiritually connected to. So there are five areas of intimacies and these five areas of intimacy create opportunity and a platform for a couple to develop deep trust, connection, and understanding between them. When these are present, there's a high chance that a couple will enjoy their marriage because it is meaningful. Wow, thank you so much. So it's emotional, sexual, recreational, financial, and spiritual intimacy. That's right. Now, I'm not saying that we should put equal proportion of time to those, but at least cover these five areas to be complete. When we think about infidelity, intimacy, we, we often only gravitate towards the sexual intimacy component. But mm. I think this gives us a, a bigger perspective and broader perspective of intimacy because it's more than just sex mm-hmm. itself. I like what you mentioned about financial intimacy because I, I mean, working with couples, I know very more often than not, if the husband does investments or whether they are doing crypto or anything, they tend not to share with their spouse, whether they think their spouse doesn't understand or they are too afraid to explain the losses that incurred. But that is really a component also about uh, being intimate with one another. Thank you so much for those principles that I think all listeners here today can benefit from. You know, in every podcast, we have a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is this, I usually feel a need for intimacy but not really a desire for sex. Before we got married, we looked forward to it with great anticipation. But after getting married and having kids, the desire for sex seemed to disappear. How can we enjoy sex again? Wow, this sounds like a question from a woman. (laughs) But I want to say, Gary, that this is not just a question that can come from a woman. It can also come from a man. Because in today's world, both men and women, they are highly stressed. And if they are highly stressed, then the desire for sex 
drops naturally because yeah, there's too many things that they have to do. Based on Michelle and my experience, when we went on from dating to being married and to being parents and carrying different responsibility, there are pressures that we have to take. But I thank God that Michelle is one who actually understood this in the very early days of our marriage and she actually have prioritized developing intimacy. Both of us have prioritized developing intimacy in our marriage to grow our marriage then. One should know that if you do not have time for each other, intimacy is always out of the window. So it's important that husband and wife will deliberately choose to make developing intimacy a priority. Don't take it for granted. I want to thank Michelle that she has been most understanding in the last 41 years of our marriage, that she has decided and chose to satisfy me sexually. And that kicks infidelity out of the room altogether because she satisfied me so much that there's no room for me to think about having sex with another woman. Thank you, Michelle. When my husband is in this uh, working, traveling, and after a long trip on his back, you need to know that his need, his sexual need. So you have to be prepared and to entertain your husband so that he will not be left alone because when he travels, he's lonely. So you really need to make time to spend and to have intimate relationship with him when he returns from his trip. Today's world, you're a working mom, you're a wife, you are taking care of your children. So how did you manage to even find energy just to have sexual intimacy with your spouse? So you really need to keep yourself fit. <laughs> so in that sense that you really uh, need to exercise, you need to make sure that you have uh, essential oils to keep you <laughs> awake and alive and be romantic. Otherwise, you are very tired. Looking after children, working the whole day, I mean, it's not easy. But I believe if you take time to build yourself up, and to build this family and to give your husband your love and he will be so well loved by you and that this intimacy being created. I must say that Gary, that you know, I've learned in our relationship that me as a husband also need to be understanding because Michelle takes up so many roles and there are times that she's really, really tired. And even if I have a, a sexual need, I should be considerate for her, not to over-pressurize her. We learned from our mistake along the way. Uh, after 41 years of marriage, I think we have grown to a position that we understand each other deeply. And this allows us to give this advice for couples. Don't take sex for granted, but plan time for sex. When I was traveling a lot, you know, I actually literally schedule on a calendar when we want to have sex. It sounds a little bit mechanical, but it works a great deal to help us because while we were separated, we sort of, each of us agree on, hey, this date I'm be, I'll be back. Let's, you know, enjoy ourselves in, to each other in intimacy. And the good thing about it is that because we planned it and there's a the date that we want to come to together, there's an anticipation along the way. And that's great for play. In fact, before we meet for that date where we enjoy each other, we start texting each other and that, text creates an opportunity for us to have mental foreplay, which is the most powerful foreplay compared to physical foreplay because the mind begins to activate the desire for each other. And when we come together, we explore into each other and enjoy ourselves. So I want to advise couples, number one, plan time for sex. Don't take it for granted. And secondly, it's important that they bring romance back into their relationship. Go for dates. Like Michelle said, we will spend time together dating. We leave our children at home. Thankfully, I had parents who was able to help us with the children. But if not, then look for a babysitter. Look for an opportunity to just have time with each other and enjoy each other. And I think that will help to grow the intimacy and strengthen your marriage. Thank you so much for the time to explain to us, especially to all listeners, on this whole topic of intimacy. Before we wrap up, do you have any word of encouragement or final tips for listeners tuning in? I would encourage couples to have more sex. Because when you have more sex, 
you will have the secretion of happy hormones and then you make a life happier as husband and wife to be lovers for life. I would advise the couples, number one, not to take sex for granted, but deliberately plan time for it. And as you bring romance back into your marriage, develop what I call sensual intimacy. Use all your senses to be intimate with your lover. And finally, when a couple determines to treat each other as a lover, the marriage will surely grow strong and fulfilling. Well, thank you so much, uh, Stephen and Michelle. In each podcast, we end off with the couple challenge for couples to do and share with each other something that they've learned. So take the next five minutes to share with each other what are some things you can say no to this week in order to say yes to sex. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and also picked up some good tips from Stephen and Michelle today. But do make sure you tune in to our next episode as we continue to have both of them on the podcast again. If you're looking out for more practical resources to grow your marriage, do visit our website at family.org.sg to browse our articles or check out our upcoming marriage programs. Also, don't hesitate to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for helpful family life resources. If you have questions on marriage, you can message us on social media. We hope you've followed and subscribed to our Connect2 podcast or share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.